Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here, the host of the show on this Thursday, 22nd of July, 2021. Trust wherever you are in the world, you're enjoying a very productive week and that your team are kicking the goals that you want them to kick and are making progress towards uh, achieving exceptional levels of performance and sustainable, most importantly, sustainable levels of performance. And that's what we're all about here at the podcast, helping sales leaders become exceptional and also helping through that process, sales teams also deliver sustainable and replicable results. So thank you for plugging in. Thank you for all the listeners for reaching out and giving feedback on the value that this podcast is actually generating. Uh, really, really stoked that I've been able to uh, now produce over 300 episodes, but more importantly, that I'm getting feedback that the message is consistent and the message is adding value to salespeople, but also sales leaders out there uh, in many different industries. And I'm just really stoked and pleased with uh, the messages that are coming back saying, we probably haven't never met, uh, but I've been listening to your podcast for six months or for 12 months, and this is how it's helped me deliver value to my team, but also to my customer base. So for me, that is that is just the greatest form of feedback. So if we ever get to meet, hey, I'd love to uh, love to thank you in person. If not, I hope that I continue to provide that level of value to you that uh, enables you just to take that one further step on your quest to become a, an exceptional sales leader. And as always, if you want to work together, I'll give you, the, uh, give you the information towards the end of this episode. So on today's episode, I want to talk about the sales leader's greatest responsibility. Uh, it sounds like a book. I read a book many years ago called The, uh, the Greatest Salesman in the World, I think it's called, Ogmandino. Phenomenal, phenomenal book. And in fact, all these books by Ogmandino just brilliant, brilliant books, all metaphorical based, all story based, but all including some phenomenal messages for salespeople and certainly for leaders. Now, it was written many, 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 many years ago, but like most things that stand the test of time, the principles that were talked about in those books still stand firm today. Now, I'm not going to talk about that book, but I do want to talk about the sales leader's greatest responsibility. Now, what's really interesting is in speaking with a lot of sales leaders and a lot of sales executives, particularly about their next career move, Many of them share with me that they'd love to be a sales manager. Now, sales executives wanting to move up into a sales leadership role, but also sales leaders who are wanting to step up even further into a senior sales leadership role or a director type role, uh, leading a team or leading a much bigger team. Now, this is very noble and it's a realistic ambition because it's a logical progression, if you like, from sales executive into sales manager, sales manager into sales leader, sales leader into senior sales leader, and maybe senior sales leader into CEO, right? And if you're ambitious, that is phenomenal. But when, when I ask the question, okay, why? Why is it about, what is it about sales leadership that you want to move into? It's, it's amazing the type of answers that I get. And these answers can vary greatly. In fact, there's a lot of people that actually haven't really given that much conscious thought. They've just sort of said, well, that's the next logical step. So why wouldn't I, after a period of time as being an individual contributor or being a sales executive, why wouldn't I step up and do my manager's role if there was an opportunity to that presented itself? But there's a lot of people who have thought about this and given it a lot of conscious thought, and the answers that I get from them are intriguing to say the least. Now, there's anything from, hey, I just want to have the title. I remember years ago, there was a person I worked with at Telstra, and I won't, I won't give away his name because, although he's probably not listening to the podcast, but I know that a lot of his colleagues probably are, 
Uh, he was so fixated on the title. All he was looking for was the title that went with the position, but he also knew that the title came with a new banding in terms of his pay, pay grade. And so he just wanted to be a certain band. He wanted to be a band one, and he wanted to have the title that came with being a band one leader. So for him, it was all about the title. It wasn't about the position. It wasn't about the value he created. It was simply about the title. For others, it'll be things like prestige. I want to have the prestige that comes with being a leader in this organization because they think that perhaps there'll be a level of accolades that are thrown at them or a high level of respect that is provided to them when they have that particular position. For others, it'll be more money. They think, unfortunately, they think that when they get into a sales manager's role or a sales leadership role, it means that they'll be making more money. Now, truth be told, you may actually have a higher base income, but when it comes to your on-target earnings, I can tell you from experience that uh, you're likely to have people within your sales team who will end up earning more than you in the financial year based on the aggregate of your team's performances and therefore the percentages that you get allocated based on your on-target earnings. And hey, I found out this is the hard way, but I've got to say in retrospect, it was a good thing because if I had all of my team making more than me, then it meant that our team was successful and we had a really good platform to enjoy some sustainable success. And I knew I was going to get taken care of. So it all comes down to perspective. So many think it's going to be more money. It's not always the case. And for others, it's for paying it forward. It's the it's paying, paying it forward in terms of what they've learned so they can help other people. So the list is almost endless. But what's really interesting about this, it's almost like looking into a crystal ball. Based on the response that I get to that question of why, I can almost predict who will, who will last, who will quit, and who will thrive. Because the ones who will thrive over the long term are the ones who understand and embrace the sales leader's greatest responsibility. And this is my whole philosophy around leadership. And if you've listened to the podcast and if you know me, you know that this is 100% true and this is what I believe. And that is, we are here to serve our team. Our team is not here to serve us. So our greatest responsibility as a sales leader is looking to how we can best serve our team. Now, one thing I have discovered over the journey of being a sales leader and now working in the sales leadership space, coaching and mentoring, is that a lot of people have this perception around servitude and it's almost like they see servitude as a weakness. They almost see and think that, you know, as a sales leader, if I'm to serve my team, it means that I'm therefore at the mercy of my team waiting for my team to tell me what to do. And I want to say categorically that that is not the case. Servitude is an attitude, it's an approach, it's a belief, it's a philosophy, it's a value. Now, the best leaders that I've worked with, the best leaders that I've followed, the best leaders that I've observed who have been sustainably successful over a very long period of time are the ones who are able to look at their team and look at opportunities where they can provide value to them and serve them. And sometimes serving is having the harsh conversation as we talked about yesterday managing those difficult conversations and leaning forward into those difficult conversations because a great leader, a great service-based servant leader will have the conversations they need to have when they need to have them. And so don't in any way, shape or form think that servant leadership being the greatest, the sales leader's greatest responsibility is in any way, shape or form a weak approach to leadership because it is not. Now, I've seen countless numbers of hotshot salespeople thrust into sales leadership roles because the company has looked at them and says, hey, Johnny, you are a phenomenal salesperson. You've overachieved your target year on year for the last five to 10 years. We reckon you'd be a great sales leader. And they're very quickly thrust into a sales leadership role with not necessarily the level of support, 
frameworks and blueprints that they need to make the transition a successful one because they find that uh, very quickly it's no longer about them. And this is what great sales leaders understand, that their sales leadership role is not about them, never is about them, never has been about them, and never will be about them. So often when a salesperson who's had a great history of high performance, who have been used to generating the results and being, I guess, the center of attention, when they're thrust into the, I guess, the mantle, into the mantle and, the, and sometimes the fire of sales leadership, they very quickly burn out. Uh, sales actually go down, revenue goes down, and the organization's looking at them and saying, well, hang on a second, you were successful as a salesperson, and therefore we thought you'd be a phenomenal sales leader teaching the sales team how to be successful just like you, but for all intents and purposes, you've actually failed. Because what we've seen is your sales numbers have gone down, your revenue numbers have gone down, but they won't necessarily put their hands up and say, hey, we didn't give you enough support, nor did we create an environment where you could be successful. And what does a salesperson who's moving into a sales leader position do naturally? They start focusing purely on the numbers and they start pushing their salespeople and focusing on the numbers almost to the exclusion of everything else. And no wonder there are so many sales leaders who, having tried the sales leadership position for a short period of time, very quickly recognize that it's not for them and they'll go back into their comfort zone of individual contributor status. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but what I am saying is if we can get this philosophy right, if we can get this philosophy changed to the point where people start to understand that the sales leader's greatest responsibility is to serve their team, then all of a sudden things change and they start changing for the better. So how can we start taking on this responsibility? How can we start, particularly if you're a new sales leader or if you're a sales leader that's been in a gig for a little while and you're looking for how do I get to this next level? Or in fact, if you're an individual contributor who's having thoughts and you have ambitions to actually move into a sales leadership position, then think about some of these questions we're going to ask you right now. So sales leaders who become exceptional, they become exceptional through grasping and adhering to a set of core principles regardless of the situation. Now these questions might sound like uh, common sense, and they are, but they've actually evolved over a period of time. And they've come from uh, a philosophy that's been generated by myself through a lot of mentoring, a lot of coaching, a lot of development, a, little, a lot of self soul searching, but also uh, through working with a number of mentors who've been asking themselves these questions and also modeling of excellence. And this is, this is some of the questions that I often ask my own clients when it comes to helping them become exceptional. And I wanna share these with you today. So if you're a sales leader right now who's not necessarily getting the results that you believe your team are capable of, if you're an existing sales leader that uh, is just new, again, start asking yourself these questions. But also if you're a current individual contributor sales executive and you have ambitions to move into a sales leadership role, it's really important you start thinking about these questions because this will help frame your philosophy so that when the opportunity does present itself, you'll be ready and ready to really take off in the sales leadership position. So here's a number of questions that I want you to start thinking about. And this is what sales leaders do who are exceptional and who take on the sales leader's greatest responsibility, which is servitude. First question is, how can I best serve the team? This is not about me. It is not about me getting the accolades. It's not about me getting the limelight. It is not about me uh, taking all of, the, uh, all of the kudos for everything we do. It's about me looking for opportunities where I can best serve my team. So what does my team need from me right now? How can I serve them? It could be they need a resource. It could be they need uh, need an introduction into somebody else. It could mean that they need some feedback. So whatever it is, my thought process, my first question is, how can I best serve my team? The next question is, okay, what do they need in order to be successful? And part of this is too many sales leaders put so much pressure on their sales teams to achieve results almost instantaneously 
that is, is it any wonder that a lot of sales teams and individuals within the sales team start to turn, turn themselves into uh, walking, walking, talking bundles of uh, despair because there's so much pressure placed upon them because of the relentless focus on instant results. So take your eyes off the results for a second and think, okay, what do they need right now in order to be successful? It may well be they need a new, a new process. It may well be they need some feedback on a process. Whatever the case might be, think about what does success look like and what do they need right now in order for them to be successful? So it might well be you need to remove some obstacles, which is the next question. What obstacles do I need to remove? One of the key responsibilities of a sales leader is to make the path a little bit easier for your sales executives to go from where they are right now to where they want to get to. That's going to make a contribution not only to the team, but also to the business and more importantly to the customer and therefore the industry. So what responsibility can I take on in terms of identifying obstacles and removing those to make the path a little bit easier for my sales execs? The next question is, what value can I add? Now, this might sound like a little bit of a selfish question because it presupposes that there's value you can add. Well, yes, there's always going to be value you can add, but sometimes that question may well be the answer to the question is in terms of the value you can add may well be for you to stay away from a particular conversation. It may well be that you stay away from a meeting. It might well be that the value you can add is to say nothing or the value you can add is to provide a response to a certain answer or give a benefit of experience or provide a metaphor via stories, case studies, whatever the case might be. So always be thinking, what value can I add to this person in this situation, to this team in this situation, to this customer in this situation? Because if you're always looking at what value I can add, you'll be a lot more proactive you can potentially be a lot more strategic because you're always looking for how do we move forward in a positive direction. So what value can I add? Next question is how can I encourage and challenge them to get better? One of the key things around all sales leaders who are exceptional is they always know there's another level of performance to get to. They're never ever satisfied with where they're at. They might be satisfied with who they are because they're really clear on who they are, but never ever satisfied with where they're at. So how can I encourage my team to get better? How can I challenge them to get better? How can I get them to recognize that there is another level that they're capable of getting to and how can I therefore encourage them to do what's required in order to reach the next level? So therefore, encourage them and challenge them to get better. The next one is how can I give them the gift of my attention? I talk about this so many times. Uh, So many sales leaders out there in the marketplace, even today in the 21st century, in 2021, spend far less time than they should be with their team being visible and being approachable to their team. Why? Because they're managing upwards. They're in behind closed doors, analyzing spreadsheets, analyzing forecasts, analyzing customer strategies, which might be expected from the senior leadership team, but you've got to ask the question, every single moment I'm spending with a senior leader talking about forecasts of my team is one less moment I can spend with my team. So where is the value added? It is not. So spend more time with your team and start to have the conversations upwards to be more demanding on where your time is going to be spent because giving the gift of your attention to your team will pay dividends exponentially and I guarantee it. The next question is how can I get out of the way? How can I get out of the way so my team can be successful? Which leads to the next question is how can I step back so they can step up? Now I recorded a podcast I think last year about this where we've got to create space. We've got to create opportunities where people within our team can take on added responsibilities 
and step up into certain responsibilities. But in order for them to do that, I've got to be able to step away. Now, that, that, that doesn't mean stepping away and not taking responsibility for what's going to happen. It means stepping away and creating the space for them to be able to step up into that particular position. It could be a specific strategy. could be a specific meeting they run. It could be a specific uh, idea that they have they want to run with. But giving them the support and knowing that you've got their back is a key thing to be able to help them develop. And guess what? It's serving them. And then the last one, which is probably the biggest one, and this is what I'm really, really big on, particularly with sales teams and sales leaders now, is the how do I best recognize progress and not just the results? Unfortunately, still again, today in 2021, too many sales leaders are measuring the scoreboard and they're having conversations about why their team are not on target or not hitting the score. They're not necessarily focusing on the progress that teams are making. This is where I've always banged on about. You've got to focus on progress over perfection. So how can I best recognize progress? What are some things I can give in terms of positive feedback, positive reinforcement that's going to serve them, give them confidence to keep moving in the right direction, knowing that the results will flow? And here's the big one. Guess what happens when you do all of these things? Guess what happens when you fully embrace the sales leader's greatest responsibility being servitude? When all of these happen, the results become predictable. They become inevitable, and through that process, the team becomes unstoppable. And all of this started from the sales leader making a decision to take on board the greatest responsibility they can have, and that is, how can I best serve my team? So there it is, the sales leader's greatest responsibility. It's something that I've lived by for the last uh, 10 years plus in terms of my sales leadership career, and it's something that I certainly philosophize about and talk about with all my clients and help them on that road to being an exceptional sales leader. So if you are one of those who would like to take your leadership to that exceptional level, love to work with you one-on-one and help you do that over the next 90 days or so, please go to my calendar and let's have a conversation. Leadwithdarren.com, book a call, jump on a call, and we can start working together as early as next week and get you well on your way to being that exceptional sales leader to deliver for your team those sustainable and replicable results that will blow your mind. So look forward to that call. Look forward to that conversation. Look forward to working with you. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar. Go to leadwithdarren.com. And let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.